Have you heard about the ExoMark? If you have, then you probably really care about the cameras on your phone. Let's talk about that on this week's Techie Speak. Welcome to Techie Speak, an utterly techie podcast hosted by Julian CB. That's me. On this podcast, I tackle various tech topics, no matter how tame or spicy they get. Catch new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy the episode! So hey guys, uh, in case if the audio is kind of weird, it's because I have to record in a mall, particularly in a coffee shop, where the audio is not that good, that's why I have to put the mic closer to myself so i hope the quality isn't reduced but we'll see so i think if you're always you're in the weeds of talking about smartphones i think at some point you've heard of dxo mark when we talk about smartphone cameras but who are they what are their smartphone camera rankings? Should we actually care about these said rankings and what to do with them? So, let's dive in, shall we? Before I get into it, uh, I should preface and say that I used ChatGPT to do research for this episode. So, I mean, it's not the only thing I used, but I used it to help me research for this episode. So, more on my thoughts on that at the end since we're talking about the XO mark now. Okay, let's go. So, who on earth, what on earth is this DXO mark thing? Is it a company? Is it a standards body? So, DXO mark, it's a website that provides objective technical measurements and ratings for smartphones, cameras, and lenses. So, it was actually created by French company DXO Labs in 2008. And, it became independent. So DxO Mark used to be part of DxO Labs in 2008, but became independent in 2017. So we shouldn't associate the both of them in under the same banner, so to speak. So what are their smartphone camera rankings about? So so their tests, so they're based on a combination of objective measurements and subjective assessments by a team of experts. So those team of experts are basically good, are their subject matter experts and stuff like the optics of the camera, image processing, so that software that runs after you take the photo, and the audio. Because it's pretty important, especially for video, to determine audio. So, their test procedures are comprehensive. There's a lot of there. So, when I looked at their website and what they test, they test a lot. So, basically, 50% of what they test is photo. So, exposure, the color, the noise. Then, the rest is like video. Zoom is actually very small. It's like 14%. So, that's why you see phones still in the rankings like iPhone still there even though the zoom's not that good compared to the others so and that's why even though the iPhone is basically the best in video it's not really the 
top of the list since video is like le around 30% of their camera score so that's why so their testing procedures are comprehensive and have a lot inside so there's image and video quality autofocus accuracy noise reduction and the like so basically all those things that have something to do with photo quality video quality and all these other features even the aspect of previewing the photo that you're about to take is also important although not as important it's like four and a half percent of their camera score structure so according to DxO Mark's website, they shoot and analyze 3,000 photos and record 150 minutes of video. So that's pretty much a lot. So 150 minutes of video is basically two and a half hours. So that's long and not easy. So now we get into the strengths and weaknesses of DxO Mark's ratings according to ChatGPT. Since they actually, I asked it, so I asked it uh, if they uh, people actually believe the XO Marks ratings or if there are any disputes to them. So it's it's really weird. So it says here that uh, one criticism is that their tests are based on technical measurements and subjective evaluation. Which, if you think about both of those, uh, it may not always accurately reflect real-world usage and user preferences. So, when I see subjective evaluations by a team of experts, although they could be objective, there's a chance that they have preferences on what smartphone cameras should be, and it's not really what the user prefers what if the user prefers more beauty mode stuff like that so cameras and smartphones that are on the top of the ratings might not be the phone that they would end up using because again a phone is a phone although it has a camera it has other stuff too so it's not exactly uh, a big indicator that a person would choose that phone so, another thing is, DxO Mark's tests don't fully evaluate all aspects of smartphone camera performance. Weirdly enough, even though they say it's objective measurements and stuff like that, they don't test dynamic range, they don't test low light, which is weird. Because a lot of phones these days are heavily relying on low light performance. That's probably because of how phones do it compared to real cameras when it comes to phone cameras they do a lot more image processing after they take the photo at, in low light so that's why it's not really a focus for them which I kind of understand in a way uh, what I think about the ExoMark uh, I personally don't really hold it in such high regard maybe compared to others that i know of like it's not something i uh consider they're probably one of the last things i would check because i don't even get why their scores reach 150 104 the highest 
the highest rated DxO Mark uh, score in terms of camera is 153, and that's the Oppo Find X6 Pro that just came out in China like around March. So, and that's also a phone that's not really coming out globally. So that's another factor. Even if you see that it's the best camera on a phone, if you can't buy it, what's the point, right? So stuff like that. So for me, what I think about the XO Mark is not really my number one or even number two thing to check when it comes to smartphone cameras. Because one, they can't possibly test every single phone in existence because they have to go through their whole process. So most of the phones I've seen here are like flagship phones. I think they're mostly flagship phones. So they can't really test all those mid-range ones. Although they do, but it's not as pronounced. So they pro possibly can't... Uh, they possibly can't test every single phone. And as mentioned before, not everything's accounted for, like dynamic range, low light, capability, uh, stuff like ring lights on the phones. So that's not really accounted for. Uh, weird enough, selfies are a separate category. So the front camera is separate, probably because they think that the quality disparity is big enough that they could separate it but i think it should be part of the overall camera package because it's still a camera at the end of the day a camera and a phone so i think it should be in there but the exomark thinks that it should be separate and i mean it makes sense that the the latest phones are near or at the top of the rankings. So it's just kind of weird that uh, because of how phone makers are getting more and more focused on cameras and the phone, that the ExoMark has increasingly become a factor for them to promote stuff. Like, it's just weird. So... If I were you, what should you do with the DxO Mark ratings? So, I don't think you should take it at face value. Like, if you see the score under ranking and it's like, oh, it's the best, don't focus on the number. You focus on the aspects that matter to you. Like, if, if it takes good photos even in daylight or low light, uh, if the colors are good for you, uh... If you need something like a ring light, the reason why I keep saying ring light because I'm uh, reviewing as of this recording. I'm reviewing the Vivo V27e and it has a ring light on it, basically at the back. So I keep saying ring light, but basically just check which aspects of the smartphone camera matter to you. Uh, also make sure that the camera is not the only thing you're thinking about when you're looking for a phone because it's not just about the camera although if you're talking about phones that basically focus on the camera then fine go for it because i'm dead sure that if a phone maker focuses on the camera way more then that means everything else is uh table stakes like performance battery life and the things like that so it's probably fine but yeah 
just balance your balance your camera preferences with also the preferences of the rest of the phone so also don't let the exomark be the only resource when you're determining what phone to buy based on the cameras just look for other resources because I don't think the exomark is the only thing that's I don't think the exomark is the only one that is uh, doing this sort of thing it's just the most popular one I guess then of course the last thing is uh, don't just rely on resources rely on reviews from multiple uh, tech youtubers tech creators if you can read a lot of articles about the phone you're looking at then do that because that will be more important because it's based on real-world use people have probably used it for like a week or two or if they they're given enough time maybe a month or more so it's always nice to check multiple reviews because you will get different perspectives on the same device and there might be aspects of one review that you won't see on the other because uh, depending on the length of time that they have to review a phone they may not have time to test everything so it's always nice to check multiple reviews so that's it for my thoughts on the exomark all in all i think you can trust the exomark to a certain degree but it should not be your only resource that should be one of your resources but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be your only resource that's what i think before we go I did mention at up top that I researched using chat GPT and I have thoughts. I have thoughts about it because I ran into snags that I didn't expect. So while it did answer my question about what the ExoMark is, if people actually believe it, if there are any resources I can check out, it's good at answering questions, but if it provides links, sometimes there are links that are not accessible anymore like uh if i'm reading here so uh chat gpt gave me four links all of them do not work <laughs> and that's nuts uh it would be nice if mm, it would be nice if you can just have updated links but it's probably because i'm just using the free version maybe gpt4 improved on that or maybe i should use bing but i'm not using the edge browser so that's why i'm not using bing's chat so maybe we should try that maybe we should try bing ai maybe that should be my next episode comparing chat gpt output to bing ai what do you guys think so that's it for this episode i might have mixed two topics in one but it's fun it was fun using chat gpt to research about the xo mark because uh as much as i want to read about the exomark it's kind of long sometimes so having a summary about it it's nice i didn't read about stuff like uh the exomark getting offers from companies to do reviews but it's right for them to not accept that because it's an integrity thing and if they did accept it then it would call their whole operation into question because 
in general, if you review stuff, you shouldn't be influenced by the brand. If that makes sense. So yeah, that's it for this week. Next week, I promise I won't record in a coffee shop because I've learned my lesson. In the past years, I just had to for this one. Until the next one, guys. Bye! Thanks for listening to this episode of Techie Speak. Check out UtterlyTechie.com to discover more of the techie life through tech news, reviews, and opinions. Follow us on social media at UtterlyTechie on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next week!